Join Ian Garvey as we uncover the hidden marketing stories that shape our world. Reveal the latest marketing tactics that will shape your future and the amazing people that grow organizations, movements, and businesses. Learn to grow your business and shape the world around you. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show with Ian Garlic. And yes, it's Ian, not Ian. That's marketing too. Welcome back to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and we're talking more about YouTube today. Uh, we've got Julie Broad from Book Launchers, and she's a returning guest. Her other episode was amazing, talking about publishing book, becoming authority. But today we're going to talk about how she's dominating YouTube, how she's getting people for clients off YouTube, and you know all sorts of stuff with YouTube and books. Julie, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me back. And uh, of course, this is brought to you by VideoCaseStory.com. One of the best ways to grow your business besides books is video case stories. Go to videocasestory.com as the easy button. We can collect them remotely, help you with the strategy and help you distribute them. Distribute them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Julie, booklaunchers.com. Real quick, they can go listen to the whole episode, but what do you do at book launchers? We help Besides people. launch books. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we gotta we gotta make the book great before we launch it, so that there's actually people to launch it too. So so we help you write, you know, edit, publish, design, and then launch that book. <laughs> and we're nice. only doing nonfiction. So this is for folks who are really looking to grow their business, you know, brand themselves, make more money, all those kind of fun things. And I want to get into what you're doing with YouTube because I was like, I haven't talked to Julia a while and I saw your YouTube channel. I'm like, wow, she's got thousands of views. And, but you know, you've got customer stories. You've got a lot of success stories on there. Tell me a little bit about the successes that you've had with, with what clients have done with the books. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, YouTube has been phenomenal for us for, you know, growing the business, but also for selling books and for helping our clients too. Um, but really the, the fundamental part of YouTube that's worked is creating a community and having a place where people can hang out and connect with us and connect with each other. And, you know, getting engagement, I think, has been one of the core things that's worked with YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. And can you share some of the success stories that's of your clients? Because you've got a bunch of them out here. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a variety and the ones that it's been interesting because the the case studies and the success stories that do the best are really the casual conversations when we have somebody on and we're doing it, we call it deep dive trainings and things like that, where we get clients to, to kind of feature, uh, to share their success and what didn't work and all like kind of the, the honest side of being an author. And then that's when we find out something like, oh, this client has become a TED, you know, he got a TED Global Ideas talk and now it's been viewed by 1.5 million people. And and it started with his book and it was like the series of things he did to market his book ended up landing this TED Global Ideas. Uh, And it was just through videos that we, videos that we uncovered that. I didn't even know the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) That's, and that's amazing. I mean, you know, you have a lot of success there. What are, you know, recap, what is the key to creating a great nonfiction book? I think it's it's twofold. One is you have to have a very clear audience. So you don't want to be talking to a general market. A lot of people feel like their story applies to everyone, but to have a great nonfiction book, you really have to have a clear, specific audience, ideally that has a problem they want to solve or they're looking for a specific thing. And then the other side of that is really figuring out what it is that you're bringing to the table that's even a little bit different that helps that person. So I call it the outcome of the outcome. So, 
you're not just having a leadership book that makes them a better leader. It's that when you're a better leader, now you're going to make more money. You're going to have more career advancement or your company might thrive and you'll have higher retention. So it's that outcome of the outcome that's really important, but you won't figure that out if you don't know clearly who your audience is. Yeah. I, I, that, I mean, it's marketing. Well, it's not marketing one-on-one, but it's smart marketing, but, you know, understanding what you're going to do for someone. And then, you know, once you have that clear audience, what else, what are the keys to, you know, getting this thing done and getting it marketed and, and out there? Yeah. I mean, it depends on your approach and your process. For some people, they need to come into a company like ours and work with a story expert and figure out what's the arc of this book going to be and how am I going to create engagement? Some people need a writer that's going to write the book for them. Um, And then other people need a coach that's going to coach them through it. Some people can just sit down with an idea and dump out a bunch of words on a page and it actually makes sense. It has some structure. Uh, So it really depends on, you know, where you fall in that spectrum. But once you've got a first draft, everybody needs editing. Our brain is not able to edit our own work, um, at least not to a place where it's great. So you need to bring in developmental editors and copy editors and and usually proofreaders too. (laughs) (laughs) And then you've you've just got a manuscript. You still don't have a book, right? You've just got a polished manuscript. You still have to design it um, and then set it up for distribution so people get it. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into it. But I mean, obviously it's worth it. So, you know, writing a book, probably the best way to, uh, you would think that marketing your book business would be to write a book, but you know, when did you stumble upon YouTube? How did you start really getting into YouTube for uh, promoting book launchers? Yeah. So I had a business, a real estate trading and education company before this, and I had the old flip cam for anybody who knows the old day, (laughs) you know, you're aging yourself when you say that, but it was such a cool innovation for back then. So I shot a bunch of YouTube videos for a real estate trading and education company on that flip cam. And I saw what it did for that business. And then interestingly, when my, I, I launched a book in 2013 that went to number one on Amazon and it was a real estate book. And all, a lot of people were asking me tips for that. And I was real estate. I was like investing in real estate and had real estate training. I didn't have time to help people with publishing books. So I shot five videos answering all their questions and just uploaded them onto YouTube. Um, those videos are still there. They're, they're old, but they're, they have tons of views. And when I launched book launchers, I I opened up the YouTube and I was like, whoa, okay, clearly I need to be using videos to talk about (laughs) book publishing. And I knew from my past business, the kind of rapport and connection that video creates that nothing else creates so that people know and trust you and like you and want to work with you. So um, the combination of the success of these five like winged videos that I did just to send to my friends that wanted my advice so I didn't have to (laughs) teach them. And the past experience, I knew YouTube was the place to go um, to start to start growing and just helping people in the publishing space too. Nice. And so tell me a little about your YouTube strategy now, because you're getting tons of views. I mean, I'm looking here two years ago, 113,000 views. Uh, And before we get into the strategy, what has it done for your business? Yeah, I mean, it's been the primary source of business that is not from referrals. Like referrals is is a fundamental part of our business. But if it's not coming from a referral, you know, 80% of the business that we get is coming from YouTube if it's not from a referral. So it's it's foundational to everything that we do. It also shortens the sales cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Because somebody watches a bunch of videos. Now they understand our approach. I can have a 30-minute call, whereas it probably would have taken many calls in the past 
but they've educated themselves already and they have a sense of all those pieces. So it's, I can't imagine not having a video strategy behind the business because of what it's done, but our strategy is kind of twofold. One is the, just creating content that people need. So I answer, I always follow the questions that people post and I create videos if I don't have a video to answer the question. So that's one part of it. So it's really content driven. I don't do a lot of SEO before the hand. I do SEO after, mm -hmm. um, after I've got a video and I figure out best keywords for that. But I don't draw, some people drive it, drive their channel based on keywords and SEO strategy. I do it based on content and then SEO after. But the other side of it is paid traffic. So we, we have a paid traffic strategy to, to run ads to the channel. Um, we're not typically running paid traffic to the organic videos or kind of the content videos. We run paid traffic to our ads. Um, so if you ever visit our website or visit the YouTube channel, you'll probably find my face popping up <laughs> around the future for retargeting and things like that. But we have three different funnels. And if you're searching for a ghostwriter or you're searching for writing a business book um, or just steps to write a nonfiction book, those are kind of the triggers that we're going to start showing up and that feeds you into our funnel um, where we're going to nurture you and show you videos and, and, you know, connect with you. I always tell people this, but I think there's a lot of people out there that just build funnels and, and don't do people, you know, and don't realize how important the organic videos are to their funnel. How much do the organic videos support the funnel? I don't think the funnel works without the organic videos. And, and there's two reasons is, I mentioned the community aspect. And so a lot of the people that are regulars in our community are, there's a decent chunk that are actually clients, but there's a, a big chunk that aren't and they never will be, right? They're not a fit to work with book launchers, but their comments, their likes, their shares, you know, that endorsement of our work and our message is really important because that's, that's kind of that organic social proof that really shows that people are listening and they care and what we're saying is valuable. And so I think that's really, a, really a core part of this. And you don't get that on ads, right? You, you just won't. Um, and then the other side of it is a lot of people are searching. Um, we get a lot of clients because they'll search for something random, like how do I get an ISBN, which is, you know, the number on the back of the book and they get there and then they watch that video and then they watch another video and another video. And all of a sudden they're going, wow, there's so much I don't know how to do. I'm going to hire book launchers. And so that's organic. That's not paid. So they work together. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, like you said, I think that was a big, big point too. It's like you give how to do this stuff, right? Because people, I think a lot of people hold back on the YouTube and it's like, I don't want them to know the secret sauce, but really the people that are going to do it themselves are going to do it themselves, aren't they? They are. And I can still, I can still have, give them tremendous value. And in exchange, they give me tremendous value by showing up to my live streams and by commenting and, you know, giving my, giving my channel some love so that YouTube shows it organically, not just when we're paying for YouTube to show it. And, you know, you talk about live streaming, how important is the live stream? I mean, you talked about the community, how often are you doing it and how important is it to, to your YouTube channel? Yeah, I think we do it every, every other week. Um, so every other Tuesday we go live at booklaunchers.tv. And before I was, not, when I wasn't doing it or I wasn't doing it consistently, I didn't get the kind of engagement. And ultimately, you know, I basically bribed people in the beginning. I have these mugs. I don't think I have one here, but I have these hashtag no boring book mugs. And I was like, if you comment the day a video is released, you're going to get, you're going to get entered to win this mug. And you got to be on our live stream to find out if you won. And so that was how I got it going in the beginning. And now it's just fun. Now we still do it just because that's 
fun and people we call them YouTube besties. They have all the swag we've ever made and you know, all, <laughs> all this, all this stuff. But that engagement, we weren't getting commenting and we weren't getting engagement until I added the live streams and and added something fun. Like I've seen other people give pins or stickers or whatever it is just to help people feel part of the community and part of something. Um, but the live stream component for that community side was really, really important. Yeah, that, and that's fantastic. So because, you know, I've heard people like, I, I think if people look at the live stream as just publishing live, but I, I love the fact that you're focusing on the community aspect. Are, and are you using shorts at all now? No, it's something that's been on my list to investigate, but it's one of those things I haven't dove into, but I know people that are doing it are, are just raving about the traffic they're getting instantly. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, we're seeing a lot of traffic and, and from an SEO standpoint, YouTube's definitely preferring shorts, you know, because we've gotten stuff, we get stuff ranking like literally within an hour in Google Yeah. from, from, from the shorts. Now it doesn't stay always, but some of it does. And you know what, I'm looking at all these videos, which videos surprised you the most with, that really took off and you're just like, I didn't think this was going to take off. It's almost always the content that I think is really boring. Um, <laughs> like, like the ISBN, the metadata, you know, some of that stuff, which is essential to success. But, you know, I love talking about, you know, selling the book, like the cool marketing strategies and some of these other things. But the ones that sometimes do really well are the ones that I'm almost resistant to, to hitting publish on. I'm like, oh, this video is not, you know, it's not that fun. It's not that exciting. And then I publish and it does really well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's it, isn't it? It's like you just never, ever, ever know. And which which video did you think was be really, really good that didn't get any views? Oh, I had one. I, I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think. A lot of them, I, I can't think of a specific one. I'm one of those people who publish and forget. Like, I'm like, I yeah. move on. <laughs> I kind of move on to the <laughs> next content. But there was there was a couple that I did, and I don't remember exactly what it was called, but I did a song. Like, I, I made it really fun. Like, I put a lot of effort into making this a really fun video, and it didn't do any better than a normal video. So I was like, well, I didn't need to go to all that effort. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting with that. You know, we've talked to I've had so many people on, so many experts that are in, experts in the video, and it's like I just never know what's going to work, and you just don't. It's the strangest thing, and you yeah. would think that. I mean, marketers, there are certain things that we put in there, and we know to put in there that make it a better chance of succeeding, like being fun, keywords, all that stuff. And so now, with your authors, how are you suggesting they use YouTube? Yeah, I think for for the ones that are interested in video and they're good on, you know, they're they're good or they're willing to work at it to get good. Uh, I think YouTube especially is phenomenal because of its connection to Google, right? Like you said, you can mm -hmm. start ranking in Google right away with YouTube. So um, I have some clients who have been building their YouTube presence and they're starting to engage people. If you've already got a bit of an engagement there, then you can use them to do your book army, right? So in pre-launch, and this is what I did with my latest book, Self-Publish and Succeed, my whole book army, so the people who were early readers, they posted reviews, you know, they were kind of that early momentum they all came from YouTube. Um, so really connecting with your YouTube, you know, leveraging. Because even if you only have a thousand subscribers, if they're watching most of the videos that come out, you've got high engagement and connection with those people. So they're likely to be supporters. Then the, on the content side, your, your book is great content. So every video that I have is either, has either become part of the book or it 
was I've taken the content from uh, the, I, I go either way, right? So it's either content mm -hmm. straight from the book becomes a video or the video becomes the content for the book. Um, either way, the content there needs to be reused in some capacity. And so our authors are all doing that too. Their book, if their book came first, their book becomes the content for the channel. If their channel's first, the, ch the, the channel becomes the content for the book. That's so smart. So smart. I mean, yeah, because you, I mean, and also you can, you know, I guess if it's afterwards, you're making the video, you can add to it, right. And make it a little bit better and improve upon it. Are you connecting the two at all, like QR codes or anything like that? It depends on the, the author. Um, we haven't done a lot with QR codes. A couple of our clients have done QR codes, but always inside of the book, there's always calls to action. Um, sometimes it's a video uh, in the eBooks. We can link straight to videos, which is great. I know a lot of, we do that in a lot of the books. Um, in the print book, that's a little harder. So we usually set up a resource page on the author's website and it'll have videos embedded in it. So the strategy is different for every person depending on their resources and their goals but you absolutely, you want to create an interrelated web, right? So everything, yeah. and I'm not saying anything new to you uh, because everything really needs to feed into the other thing because you never know, like somebody might find you on YouTube, but they don't know you have a book. So you want to be making sure they know you've got a book and they might find your book, but they don't know you've got YouTube. So you want to, same with podcasting and anything else, your newsletter. Mm -hmm. So you want to be always tying the web together. Yes, hundred percent. And it's funny with QR codes too, right? It's like, I thought they were dead. <laughs> and now it's like pandemic boom qr codes are famous again <laughs> it's so true i was at an event a couple a month ago and people were like where's your qr code and i'm like what you guys have qr codes again <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but you're right they're they're back again and all the phones do it so much easier than we used to have to an app have to have an app and you know it's no wonder they died but <laughs> yeah yeah it's like now it's like oh wow i remember the first time like a year and a half ago i left and i'm like QR code menu. And I'm like, Oh, my phone does this automatically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. I, and so, you know, as far as, you know, with YouTube, are you, are you focused hundred percent on YouTube or are you still using other channels? Are you distributing to other channels? How are you reusing the videos? Yeah, we haven't done a great job of that recently. We used to have somebody on the team who would parse the video content up and spread it out around all the social media channels. Um, but kind of in the last year since that person left, we haven't been doing that, but it's something I want to pick back up because I think it's, I think it's really important and it's content we've created, but uh, that could be reused over and over again. Uh, and it's just one of those things where we should be doing it. And I tell people to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to do it because now I've gone on record saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, it takes time. But you've got all this content and putting it in other places, putting the micro content. I think mm -hmm. it's it's super important. That's what we we always hack those up. And you know we've got we've got an episode with Headliner that if you guys are listening, go check that out. Headliner's got a great app for making that super super easy. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, you can, put, you can just upload your video and it will automatic it'll automatically start sending you micro content every day from your video. Yeah. So and we'll promote that. And then, you know, you've got here the seven steps because, okay, we've got, I, if you're excited about watching a video now, it's like, or uh, writing a book and you're thinking a YouTube channel. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to write my book now. Tell me about the seven steps. You got booklaunchers.com slash seven steps to, to publishing your book. Tell me a little bit about how that works. Yeah. So one of the big mistakes a lot of authors make is they're like, I got to write a book. And then they sit down and start writing. And, you know, <laughs> you've missed five of the steps before you really <laughs> should start writing when you do that. 
And I'm guilty of this, by the way. So this is not me, you know, making fun of anybody else. This is my, you know, the typical entrepreneurial mindset of like start and then fix it later. But, um, but really you want to position, you want to really think through kind of what we talked about already is who are you writing this for? What's that outcome of the outcome or what we call the hook of the book. And then also think about your own goals because you want to make sure that the book you're writing is in alignment with what you're hoping it will achieve. And I'll give you a, kind of a wild example, but it was real. Um, I had somebody who wanted to become a keynote speaker, but she'd written a book on estrangement. So family estrangement. And I was like, so, you know, where do you think the, the paid gigs are for talking about estrangement? And she was like, well, this is just going to be my branding piece. So people want me to speak. And, you know, so there was like a real... Yeah, your head tilt tells me everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't align. Like if you want to you want to write a book to be a paid speaker, that's smart because a lot of paid speaking engagements are solely based on your expertise and they, you know, having a book shows that. But you want to make sure that people who are going to pay you to speak are really getting benefit and seeing value from the book that you're writing. So you think about who's paying for people to come on stages. Most of the time it's companies, you know, big associations, big groups. So what are the topics they want people to talk about? And can your book really fit there? So you want to really align your goals with your book as well so that you're not wasting energy and investment to try to achieve something that your book isn't set up to achieve. So those are some of the steps before you actually sit down and write the book. Um, and when you do that, you're positioning yourself a lot better um, because a lot of people, especially self-publishing authors, they write a book, they put it on Amazon, and then they wonder why it's not selling. And they go, oh my goodness, I need help marketing. But, <laughs> but they haven't done all the work before to make the book positioned to be set up well for marketing. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's marketing 101, right? It's, it, but once again, it's marketing 101 that people skip all the time. I want it for everyone. And I think that it, if you build it, they will come. But you can get those seven steps at booklaunchers.com slash seven steps. Um, and so tell us a little bit more about working with book launchers. How, do, how does that work? Yeah, so we're set up a little differently than uh, everybody else in the space in two ways. One is that we build this marketing into the whole process because unlike the majority of companies, we're focused on marketing at the end. So I have a team of people who get you live appearances. We look for libraries and bookstores to do events at. We have oh. we pitch you onto podcasts and newsletters. And we have somebody who used to be a speaker's agent for 10 years. So she's got a background in speaking and she'll look for live events for you to appear at. So we're really looking for where your readers are hanging out and how we can get you in front of them. Uh, and so in order for that team to be set up for success, we have to make sure that all the marketing elements are layered in early. And so we're doing keyword and discoverability, title brainstorming, um, subtitle brainstorming, all the things that set your book up for success. So that's you know really important. And there's great companies that do great editing. There's great companies that do cover, but bringing it all under one roof focused on marketing is vital. Um, and then the other piece is we're set up as a membership because we want long-term relationships and at the same token, I never want you to feel tied to us. I want you to always feel like you can cancel at any time and leave. You're not, there's no set contract, which really helps us build that solid relationship and keep, you know, reassure you too, because it's monthly that we're always keeping things moving along. Nice. And how long does it usually take for someone to get a book published? <laughs> that is the wild question because everybody is different. Um, some people come to us with a half-baked idea and it'll take us a year to bake the idea and get it into a rough draft before we can even edit it. Um, some people are ready to rock and they can get the book out in six to nine months, you know, and some people have short books that'll go a little faster than that. So 
everybody really, it really is different for everybody. Um, if you come to us with a decently um, prepared idea, so you've been talking about it, you've done videos on it, we can usually get you out in a year um, from start to finish, you know, from that idea to the end. But some people are trying to create the concepts while they're writing their book. And that takes a lot longer. <laughs> oh yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. That is awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being on sharing your YouTube tips. I will put a link to Julie's uh, to book launchers and down below. If you're watching this on YouTube or in the podcast, it's on the show notes, but also a link to your YouTube channel. Uh, Julie, thanks again for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me back. It's always great to chat with you. Always great. And thank you for taking Julie and I on your journey. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it'll make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer, an agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.